Principal Matters Podcast, episode 309. Hi, friends. This is Will Parker, host of Principal Matters, the School Leaders Podcast, where each week we bring you inspiring, innovative, and imaginative ideas for your own school leadership. This week, I want to talk about leadership that matters with my special guest, Jordan Master. Jordan Master is assistant principal at Johnsburg High School, located in Johnsburg, Illinois. Johnsburg High School serves just under under 600 students, grades 9 through 12. Jordan Master began her journey as an educator after graduating from Marquette University in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where she double majored in secondary education and writing intensive English. In 2014, she accepted a part-time position teaching at a small Catholic school in Johnsburg, Illinois. The next year, she accepted a position at North Boone Middle School in Poplar Grove, Illinois, and in 2016, she applied to an opening at the high school in North Boone School District, where she taught English until 2020. Her interest in taking the educational leadership path actually began in 2015, where she worked in the summer as a day camp coordinator for their local YMCA until 2019, and this sparked an interest in administration as her role was very similar to that as an AP. In 2018, she began a master's program through Concordia University, Chicago, and in May 2020, during the pandemic's beginning, she graduated with a master's degree in educational leadership with a principal endorsement before becoming assistant principal at Johnsburg High School. She resides in McHenry, Illinois, with her husband, Bob, and their new puppy, Pongo, and she, when she's not at work, she enjoys spending time with her family and friends, running, biking, going to farmer's markets, reading, and chasing Pongo around. Jordan, master, welcome to Principal Matters Podcast. Feel free to fill in the gap on that intro. And is there anything else you want to tell listeners that they may be surprised to know about you? Sure. Hi, Will. I'm so happy to be here this afternoon and speaking with you. Um so my educational journey as well uh, covered started after I graduated from Marquette. I knew for a long time in high school that I definitely wanted to be a teacher. Um, that was something that I was firm on when I graduated from Marquette and started teaching, um, which is kind of interesting because that's where I am now. I started in Johnsburg and ended back in Johnsburg, small town, um, very exciting, which is just the town over from where I live. Um, it was a it was an incredible journey as a teacher. I taught English at uh, North Boone High School for most of my teaching career. I really enjoyed that. I had a variety of courses. I taught honors English. So I taught freshmen. I taught juniors. I taught dramatic literature, creative writing, and as a, a small department of four or five of us, I, I kind of taught everything. So that was really exciting. Um, but then I, I was just called to leadership and as well also talked about that started in 2015, that original interest. And I and I thought about it for a while. Um, a couple of years passed and, and then I got a flyer in my mailbox when I was at North Boone for um, Concordia Chicago's educational leadership program. Um, and I thought, oh, what the heck, I'll explore it and I'll, I'll check it out. And it ended up probably being one of the best decisions I've ever made. Um, I, I absolutely love leadership. Like I said, I knew when I was at the YMCA, I did a lot of similar things to that of an assistant principal. Um, 
I knew that that was the path for me. And now I'm at Johnsburg High School, which is close to home, which is really great. Um, I know the community quite well going into my third year. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited. It, it's a really good fit for me, I think, with, with the community I work with, the staff and the students. Um, our school board is wonderful. Um, our upper administration is wonderful. So yeah, I, I'm really lucky to be in the place I am in now. Well, it's a privilege to have you as a guest on Principal Matters podcast. And let's give a shout out to your principal because we met about a year ago and he told me that uh, he, he connected us together. So why don't you give a shout out to, to Kevin? Sure. Yeah. Um, Kevin Shelton is the principal I have the privilege of working with at Johnsburg High School. Kevin's been there for about 17 years. Um, so he started in the community as a teacher. I think he started in 1992. Um, and then he was able to, you know, transition. He started an administrative position in another district close by. And then he came back to Johnsburg, which is really cool. And so Kevin's been there for a long time. He's incredibly um, talented in his leadership leadership role. He is the definition of a service leader, which is what I aspire to be. Um, so I just, it is incredible to work alongside of him every day. He's, he's that of experience. He's, he's hilarious. The kids love him. He's known for his dad jokes. Um, but yeah, so sh definitely a shout out to Kevin. He's incredible. Well, thank you for that shout out to Kevin and Kevin, if you're listening to this show, thank you for connecting me with Jordan because Jordan months ago, Kevin and I were at a meeting together and he connected yeah. me um, by letting me know that you are an avid listener to principal matters podcast. And we reached out and started corresponding together. Yeah. And as a result, you know, this summer, uh, Jen Schwanke and I did a series on uh, new principles practices and, and just revisiting some of those essentials of leadership and I shared a copy of my first book with you, Principal Matters, uh, yeah. The Courage in Action and Teamwork ne Needed for School Leaders. And you were so kind when you finished that book to reach back to me with this amazing summary of takeaways and lessons that you were going to be applying in your school leadership. And I thought, what a great opportunity to talk to a young leader who's, um, you're, not a, you're not an early educator. You've been in education now for a long time, but, but yeah. you jumped into leadership in the pandemic and yeah. now you're in, in so, so through some of the hardest years that anyone has ever had to lead a school and you're still there and you're working actively with a, a veteran leader and yet you are so hungry to consistently learn. And I was so inspired by your feedback. I just wanted to invite you into this conversation to talk about leadership that matters and to talk about how some of the takeaways in your study of that book have yeah. influenced and informed your own leadership. And then later in the in the show, we're going to talk a little bit about some additional advice that you have for for younger leaders that are stepping into this role from some of the things that you've learned in your first few years. So I, I want to just hand you the mic and ask you to first just share what were some of the takeaways in your reading through principal matters that were helpful in, in applications to your own leadership as an assistant principal? Yeah, absolutely. And and first, I just want to give a shout out to you, Will. Um, your podcast, which connects so well to the books you wrote, I read Pause, Breathe, Flourish first, and then Principal Matters um, after you sent it to me. And both of them, I mean, just the connections are so clear. And I'm reading it. I'm like, oh my gosh, yes, this is exactly how I feel every day. So very familiar and um, nice to read. Um a couple of key takeaways that I took away from Principal Matters, um, one that really stuck out to me, of course, I'm 
Kevin always teases me and he's like, you're so critical of yourself. And it's so true. Um, I, I just try to be the best I can be every day, truly. Um, and sometimes I fall short and sometimes I, I reach the benchmark. I feel that I've created for the day. Um, but that kind of comes into play with better managing requests. So this is something that um, in my role as AP obviously had been a little bit different when I was working for the YMCA. Um, I, I definitely had this savior complex as well, where I felt like when someone walked into the office, it was, boy, I had to have a response and I had to have it now. Um, and that's just, that's not the way good leadership works, I think. Um, and so kind of teaching myself that it was okay to, when someone walked into the office to tell them, Hey, you know, I'll, I'll get back to you in a couple hours or, Hey, I don't have the answer right now, but I'm happy to sit down with you later and discuss further. Um, those are huge conversations. And I think they go a long way when it comes to working with our staff members, when it comes to working with our students or parents, um, you know, it's okay not to have the answer. I, I've learned that it's kind of, sometimes it's trial by fire and being an administrator, especially a new one, is like drinking from the fire hose. Um, it can be really overwhelming when you have um, students in and out of the office all day long. It's a revolving door. You have staff in and out of the office throughout the day. Um, and so, so that's something that is really difficult to balance and something that I continue to work on. Um, again, taking Kevin had always given me the advice, take 24 hours, take the time to really think about, you know, your answer before you give it, because a lot of times then people are just going to run with it. So, um, taking That's the time, yeah, taking the time to consider, um, a, a well thought out response is important to me. Um, so that's something I'm continuing to work on. I am a little bit better now, um, but it, it's just the feeling of you have so much responsibility as an administrator. Um, and when someone comes into the door, it just comes from a good place wanting to help them. So. Well, Principal Matters listeners have probably heard me, me say this dozens of times, but I'll say it again um, to any school leader listening, tuck in your cape. <laughs> And it stop pretending you're Superman or Superwoman and ask for help and give yourself permission to say, you know, I don't know. I'm going to, I'm going to reach back to you because you're right. We, we, we want to respond and solve immediately. So that's a fantastic takeaway. What's something else that was helpful for you when you think about your own leadership practice? Sure. I, I think something big that I would like to focus on this year um, and something you wrote about is setting a timer for tasks. And that's something that has crossed my mind before, but I'm not diligent about doing it. So that's something that, that I feel like is really important because you should allocate time um, to different tasks. Obviously, when there's a uh, urgent discipline scenario, I can't say, oh, I'm going to come back to this later. I'm going to set a timer for an hour. Um, that's not how that that works, but it, it does work when it comes to, I'm going to sit and be working on this task for the next two hours. And then I'm going to take the time and I'm going to walk through some classrooms throughout the day. Um, that's incredibly important to us, especially this year is starting the day, starting the day and our whole year out by walking through different classrooms, getting familiar with the the kids um, in the morning, Kevin and I are out in the front greeting them as they come in the door, which is really fun, a very positive way to start the day um, and kind of puts me in the frame of mind to, to get to know the kids more. And so 
that's something that I've taken away and something I'm going to try this year is, is setting a timer. So I love that. And one of the practical ways that that's helped me is especially with emails because emails can be so overwhelming and sometimes they build up so quickly that you're trying to figure out how to respond back. And it's funny, I've talked to Jen Schwanke about some of my practices. She's like, you know, well, that wouldn't work for me, but this is what worked for me. You know, so for me, setting a timer sometimes where I would say, okay, for the next 20 minutes, I'm going to just dig through as many of these as I possibly can and answer what I can and set aside the ones that I need to reflect on for later. But just doing that, it kind of removes that paralysis where you're starting to feel so overwhelmed. You don't know what to do next or how you're going to respond because I loathe that kind of activity. So sometimes setting a timer for me on the things I don't like to do helps me to get pushed through the hard stuff so I can get back to the things that I love to do, which is like being in classrooms, for instance, too. You also pulled a, a, a great quote that you quoted back to me that you've been trying to apply to, which is remember that you're not always in complete control. Talk about that for a few minutes. Sure. Um, I took this a lot of different ways, but, but just this idea that um, things happen and, and you can't control everything that happens um, in a given day as much as you want to. Um, in reading your book, I know that you talked about the idea of when you lost your oldest brother, and that was a moment for you when you realized that you don't have complete control and, and learn from that experience. Um, it's funny because I had a similar experience when I, four years ago, lost my dad when mm-hmm. I was still teaching um, high school. And I, I kind of had this epiphany of, um, wow, I, I really, I, I can't control everything that happens. I, I can't stop um, losing people in my life. And I surely can't sometimes control what happens the very next hour during a school day. And so having flexibility, um, and knowing that things are going to be okay, even if they don't feel like they're going to be okay is really important. Um, and so, and that's something I've struggled with for a long time. Like I said, having that experience of losing my dad really um, allowed me to reflect on that a bit further. And, and it's something I'm still working on. Um, and then also going off of that, knowing that this idea of you're not the sole person in control, that you have people around you who are there to help you. Um, your upper administration, um, my superintendent is fantastic. He's very supportive. Kevin is a great person. I, I joke with him. I think I'm in his office probably like 80 times a day, Kevin, Kevin, you know, popping in. Um, but it's fantastic to have Uh, that's the perk of having a small administrative team at your school. You get to work so closely with them. And so knowing that um, there's someone you can rely on and you're not the sole person making the decision or controlling the environment. Wow. I really want to speak to that for just a moment, Jordan, because I think sometimes we unduly carry things alone that should be shared with other people. And I'm thinking specifically about a conversation I had last year with an educator who called me who was aware of something going on with a student. And I can't go into specifics because of confidentiality, but it was burdening this educator who knew some things about the student who he had overheard conversations about a student. And he was aware of the student's situation through FERPA that there are certain things in his medical file that shouldn't be talked about in front of other kids, but was something that the student's parents should probably know too. And he was just really wrestling like with what information should I share and who should I talk to? And I finally just said, 
have you reached out to your direct report, the person that administrator directly above you to share this burden? And he was like, no. And I was like, you need to share this burden. This is not something you should carry alone because there are other people within your context who can, who need to be able to carry those things with you. And it was just like the sigh of relief that came from his voice of like, oh my gosh, thank you for saying that. I sometimes forget that I have other people that I can carry this with. And so sometimes I think we forget that those burdens, they are responsibilities that we have to carry in our in our roles and in our work, especially in school leadership. And, and those of you that are listening to this Principal Matters listeners who may be a solo principal, there still needs to be somebody within your context of leadership that you can rely on to share those with. And if there's not, there needs to be someone within your network that you can pick up, even if it means emailing me or someone you trust and just saying, hey, I need someone to be able to open up with confidentially just to share enough information to feel like I can carry this load with someone else. So that's that's helpful feedback. Thank you, Jordan. Yeah, I, I think having having a team or someone that you can rely on, even if it isn't at school, um, oftentimes my husband hears all my stories when I come home of all my stressors, um, so, but having him for that is important. So, Well, the last thing that you shared in your feedback from reading that book, and then I want to move into some of the additional advice that you have for younger leaders too, but you talked about sometimes your greatest defeats can become your greatest opportunities. And I want to give you permission to take that whatever direction that you want to go with that. Sure, sure. So, um, well, I've learned this a lot over the course of the last few years um, and not necessarily greatest defeats, even small defeats too, that I've learned from. But something that I think now will always stick with me is I I really thought I saw myself um, staying at North Boone long-term so, so I loved the community. I, I loved the people I worked with. It was about a 50 minute commute for me. So, so it was the right amount of, I felt connected to the community, but I always had the opportunity to kind of de-stress on the way home over that 50 minute commute. Um, but, but that was something that I was really passionate about and it ended up, so there, there was an assistant principal position open and it kind of correlated with my timing for finishing my program. Um, and they ended up filling the position. So I, I, I went through the process. They filled the position with uh, an extremely talented and, and well-experienced administrator as the assistant principal, who now is their principal um, because my previous principal has moved on to a different position. So, which is really exciting for him. Um, but it, it really, it wow, well, it felt like for me, the timing was right and the stars were aligning and I, and I had this vision um, that I had the opportunity to be the leader with all my friends um, and, and that's not the direction it went. And so I admittingly, I was absolutely crushed. I thought that I saw that as kind of the long-term and I'll be all for myself. Um, and then, you know, just shortly after I started um, applying to different positions. Um, and the one that popped up was next to me, which was at Johnsburg high school. And so I applied to Johnsburg. Um, and I thought, you know, best case scenario, I get an interview and I get to be part of the process. And I end up the principal, um, worst case scenario, I get the experience of interviewing for an administrator position. And, and I felt ready to make that transition pretty quickly, finishing my master's, um, 
And it ended up, I, you know, I went through the first round and I, I just got to meet with Kevin, which was really cool. Um, and, and sit down with him. I shouldn't say sit down cause it was virtual. It was during COVID. So I did my first interview over zoom. Um, and then it turned into a second round interview and, and which I was really nervous about because it was with our entire leadership team. It was uh, with our custodial head, um, all the wonderful ladies in the office, which I also have to give a shout out to because they are, um, they run that school and, and they do it well. So they were in on the interview. Um, and I went through the second round and I, you know, I got off, it was another video call. I got off the call and I was like, I, I feel good about it, but I don't feel great. Um, and then, and Kevin always teases me. He's like, of course you don't, you didn't feel great about it. Cause you're so hard on yourself. Um, and he called me a couple days later and offered me the position. And I was just, I was absolutely floored. So, um, which was very exciting for me. Um, a huge goal that I had met, but it, it took a lot to leave what was familiar and comfortable for me at North Boone um, and leave behind teaching in a time where I, I really didn't get the closure of saying goodbye to my students because it was COVID. Um, and so March happened and we never went back to school. And, and then I made the transition to Johnsburg, but um, it, it really truly was the best opportunity I've ever come across. I, I love the people I work with. Um, I love the community. I love the kids. They're, they're just fantastic. So I guess I, something that I thought was meant to be um, really wasn't. God had other plans for me. And so, and I'm so happy that it worked out the way it did. Sometimes your greatest defeats become your greatest opportunities. Jordan, that story just makes me smile. I, and what I love about it is that I know people that there's people listening right now who are either in a place where they feel like they have experienced the kind of joy you have in finding that right fit and feeling like their leadership journey is taking them in the place they want to be. But there's also people listening to this that have hit roadblocks and they feel frustrated or they feel like maybe they're not getting the next opportunity that they wanted to. All of us have been in that place where we felt crushed when we didn't feel like the thing that we wanted to see happen was going to happen. I'm sure there's some people out there who live enchanted lives who've never felt crushed, but I, I know yeah. most, of the, <laughs> the, most of us have had opportunities where we're like, you know, this is the next thing I want to do. And maybe it didn't work out exactly like we wanted it to. Uh, you know, I remember when I was an assistant principal, uh, you know, I was an AP for nine years before I became a high school principal. So that was a lot of years to be in an assistant principal role. And when I began to feel the itch to become a site principal, um, I interviewed a couple of different times and was told no, even though they were great opportunities and I had, you know, more than one round, et cetera. But that, it was crushing for me to feel, to hear those no's when I felt ready and capable. But, but when I was given that opportunity, it was the perfect place for me to be. I got to actually transition yeah. into the place where I already was serving for me. And then, and that role became a place where I got to be able to be my own kid's principal. And it was just a it, it, one of those things where I couldn't have predicted how much I enjoyed it when I was being told no on the front end. I had no idea how much joy I was going to have on the back end. You uh, Anything else you want to add to that before we go on? Because I want to transition here in just a minute to some other thoughts you've had for new leaders. Sure. No, just, just this idea that um, to listeners to be patient and your opportunity will come and, and typically it works out like it's supposed to. And I, I still am grateful every day when I sit behind my desk and walk around the halls that I get to serve the community I serve. So 
Well, I, I will note one other thing you shared with me in um, our notes before the show was that you took the Friday five email idea and executed yes. that. So talk about that for just a moment before we jump into advice for new admins. Sure. So um, this was a really cool way for me to start connecting with with staff um, right off the bat because um, I we had a combined schedule where during COVID kids were kids were in the building part of the time, staff were in the building part of the time, and so um, with all you know the worry and anxiety and negativity of COVID. Um, that was something I remember hearing on your podcast. I was on a run one day and I was like, I'm going to try that. And so um, I started sending out the Friday five and typically I highlight, um, well, obviously positive things, but um, maybe huge games, game winnings, a homecoming game we won that we hadn't won in years against a certain team. Um, things I'm seeing in classrooms that are really positive during my instructional leadership. Um and, and just specific kids who are doing things well and receiving, like we have various organizations who are able to go to the state level, which is really cool. And so highlighting some of those kids and, and just positive things I'm seeing around the building. Um, and, and wow, it, it had such an awesome impact and really helped me in terms of relationship building with staff. And they would pop in my office and be like, wow, it meant so much to me that, you know, you included me in the Friday five, that that was huge. And I was like, oh, you know, so these very small things that we can do to appreciate staff. And, and that's a big part of um, who I am as a leader is I'm a big culture person. Um, and so I, I want my staff to be excited about the place they work at. I want my students to be excited when they come into the door to work with those staff. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was incredible. It took off. And so now when I, if I, we have a day off or something, I have people emailing like, where's the Friday five, you know, that they're so excited about it. So I really appreciate that little helpful tip because I, I use it every Friday. Well, Jordan, I love that. And I'm just going to speak directly to principal matters listeners. So here it goes. Will again, but I just want you to guys to think about this for just a moment. Um, you will directly influence the future conversations that you have with your school community by the positive things that you're celebrating out to them. Because here's what I discovered, Jordan, when I started doing that, and I remember when I started doing that, the shift that happened immediately when I would go back to the hallways or to ball games or out to community events. I, I used to brace myself when people would walk up to me at those events because I knew they were coming with a criticism or a concern. But what began to happen after I began to do consistent sharing out of celebrations like that is overwhelmingly they were coming up to me to talk about those because they saw their kid highlighted or they heard something that reminded them of something they love about school. It changed the kinds of conversations I was having with my teachers, my kids and my community members, because the narrative was being guided by celebration, not just yep crisis. And so, uh, so thank you for that. Well, let's talk for the last few minutes together about things for new administrators, because now you've been in this role for a few years. And by the way, thank you so much for your generosity of not only reading that book, but sharing back with me so many valuable lessons as an author, Jordan, that doesn't always happen. I don't always get to hear that, that, that direct feedback. So when you shared that with me, it, it was so encouraging to me to recognize that what things were applicable to leaders, but but I want you to add some of your thoughts too. What are some things in your own practice that have been helpful in your first years as an AP that might be helpful for others listening into this conversation today? 
Sure. And a lot of these things um, are also weaved throughout your book and, and a lot of good administrators. This is the advice they've given me. So, so I have to give credit to them as well. Um, but probably the number one thing I would encourage new leaders to do um, is take time to build positive relationships mm-hmm. um, with the students, with the staff, with parents, community members, um, fellow administrators, um, in your district office, take the time to build those relationships. And, and when you build those relationships comes trust and positivity and people want to be where you are um, and, and people want to serve those students. So that's done by being present um, in the community. Kevin and I have uh, part of our job, which is one of the coolest parts is we get to go attend all these cool events that our school puts on. So we get to go to band concerts and choir concerts and football games and volleyball games um, and skills USA events and and things like that. And and that's just incredible. And and I think when you're present, um, not only at those events, but in the hallway in classrooms, people start to learn about who you are as a leader and that you care um, and, and so that is really important to me myself. And, and I've learned a lot just from being present, um, and then taking the opportunity to get creative. Um, we try really hard to make, um, coming into the school in the morning or when students leave throughout the day, um, we've done things where they come up to me and they have to do rock, paper, scissors. And if they win, they get like a smiley face cookie, or we might this year try pizza. We think that would be really fun. And so taking the time to do that. And then also with our staff, we, we have little gifts for them every couple of weeks and that just they feel so appreciated and they light up when they see that. And and so that's really, really important to me. And like I said, that comes from being present, um, from observing the community and and taking into consideration as a first year administrator, it's so important to learn the community and the students and what they value already. Um, Johnsburg High School had a lot of really cool traditions for me that I got to learn coming in. And those are things that I want to continue to honor um, because it's important to the community and it's important to the kids. So Mm, I love those. So I'm going to just summarize the things I've heard you say so far, because I'm, I love this take time. I love this. If if this was a visual and we were teaching together, I would have take time. And then underneath that, I would put the following to build positive relationships to be creative with student interactions, to recognize and celebrate staff, and to learn your community, Jordan. What what other thoughts do you want to add to that? Sure. And, and I think a big part of that too is having an open door, um, an open door policy when possible. Sometimes that's not always possible when there are certain things going on. Um, but I feel very trusted when a staff member can come into my office and just just walk in when my door is open and ask me a question. And I never want them to feel, even though I might have 20 things going on at the same time, um, which most administrators do multitasking, I really try to prioritize that conversation and that interaction with them because it's important. Um, Because to them coming in with that question or comment or idea or feedback, um, is huge. And I want them to feel valued and listened to. And, and that obviously goes for the students too. Um, I encourage students to come talk to me about anything they need. And if they need the proper resources, I'll get them for them. So mm, I love that. Have an open door policy. What else do you want to add? 
Um, I think that's it for that one. But in terms of um, other tips for administrators, I would say in this kind of, this might be part of number one is also setting boundaries. Um, I believe that's really important. Um, it's in a lot of, and you talk about this in your book, you'll have a lot of really difficult conversations as an administrator, um, whether that be a parent calling and being really upset or a student coming into the office, yelling at another student, um, staff members having trouble getting along. Um, and it's really important to handle those conversations with grace, but that also doesn't mean um, allowing people to talk to you in a way that that's degrading or inconsiderate, which can be really hard. And, and that's something I continue to work on as a leader. Um, is finding, okay, what is the boundary? If a parent calls me and they start yelling and swearing at me, that's not a conversation I'm willing to have with them. And, and I can politely say, this doesn't seem to be the time to have this conversation. Maybe we can meet and talk about this again when, when we're ready to talk calmly. Um, and, and that's something I had the privilege to learn when I was working at the YMCA because, you know, not, not only were people calling, but at the end of the day to pick up their kids, they're showing up in the line and I'm the first person they see. Um, and so it, it's easy to be upset with the first person you see, whether they know about the scenario or not. Um, so, and I'm sure many administrators know exactly what I'm talking about. And so it, it's okay and it's healthy to set boundaries. And, and Will talks about that a lot in his books too, um, setting boundaries when it comes to the balance of work life and home life. That's incredibly important. Mm, so setting appropriate boundaries in student interactions and conversations with parents and community members, and then in your own work life choices too. Uh, Jordan, I like to compare that to like the tension that happens physiologically when you're riding a bike, because you and I both know that it takes tension for balance to happen. And yeah. we have a tendency as leaders to want there to just be this, like, I don't know, this moment of peace and quiet and um, this leadership bliss that I, that actually can't exist without the tension because it's the, it's yeah. the tension that creates the balance. And so being able to recognize all of those tensions are at play all the time, but then figuring out where those appropriate boundaries are, it comes and you'll never do it perfectly. You never right. do it perfectly. Well, what else would you like to add to the conversation before we wrap up? Um, so a couple other things. I, I think if you have someone, if you're lucky enough to work with someone like I am, like Kevin, um, who is so encouraging and willing to let me try um, new ideas, new thoughts. I, I can go into his office and I'm like, what about this as a vision? And he's like, yes, run with it. That's so cool. Um, try everything you can as a young administrator, um, especially if something you aspire to is the principalship. It's really important to start to um, look for ways to be a leader in your community and, and get to know the community in different ways and the students. Um, and sometimes that's really hard because there are things that could be really uncomfortable. Um, but when you have someone in your, in your um, office, like Kevin, who's so supportive and willing to let me try those things. And, and I know that if I was to fail, that he would back me. Um, it, it's an incredible feeling. So just trying out new ideas. If you have different visions and, and things you're excited about, um, do it. 
Well, I know there's people listening right now that are going to be calling or writing or emailing and asking if you have any other Kevins around so yeah. that they can that they get to work in I'm such great lucky. partnership. You are, but try out new ideas, experiment and take risk. I love that, Jordan. And what else? Um, and, and then that kind of goes with, you know, we talked about this earlier, but it's okay not to have the answer to everything, um, which I think is really hard to admit, especially as a young administrator, um, going into a scenario that's quite new to you. Um, it's okay not to have the answers. Like I said, even when it doesn't feel okay, it, it is okay. And there are people to rely on. Oh, I love that. Well, Principal Matters listeners, I want you to think about in the days that you're stepping into wherever you are, some of you are listening to this at the time that school's beginning. Some of you are listening back into the archives of the show, but um, great advice for new administrators from Jordan Master. Take time to build positive relationships, to be creative with student interactions, to recognize and celebrate staff, to learn your community to have an open door policy, to set appropriate boundaries, to try out new ideas and experiment and take risks and, and to admit it's okay not to always have the answer to everything okay. too. Well, Jordan, as we wrap up today, I want to just give an opportunity for Principal Matters listeners to connect with you. First of all, thank you so much for your leadership, for your school community, and for also for just reaching back out to this community of Principal Matters listeners and being willing to let me have this conversation with you in the busyness of starting school. Um, mm -hmm. But I wanna give you an opportunity to just wrap up any closing thoughts that you have for school leaders, and then how can they be uh, connected with you if they wanna reach out and, and find out more about what's happening in your school? Sure. Um, no, I, ju I just wish everyone luck at the upcoming school year. It's very exciting. Our students come back tomorrow. Um, so we, we got Teacher Institute with our teachers this past Thursday and Friday. Today we had freshman orientation and tomorrow um, all of our students come back. So I'm really excited and I, I know that it's going to be a great year and hopefully um, less COVID in the way of the things we're trying to do as educators. Um, ways that people can connect with me. Um, I'm on Twitter. Um, my hat, my, I guess it's my handle is <laughs> at Skyhawk AP Cohut. So that was my maiden name, Cohut. And I'm going to keep it that way on Twitter for now. Um, and then my email at school is jmaster, M-A-S-T-E-R at johnsburg12.org johnsburg12.org. So you can connect with Jordan Master on Twitter at SkyhawkAP, Kohut, K-O-H-U-T, or by email at johnsburg12.org. Well, Jordan Master, thank you so much for the opportunity to connect with you and to connect Principal Matters listeners with you too. I cannot believe that tomorrow you're starting day one you had freshman orientation and you were still willing to jump in the middle of your afternoon into this conversation. And you and I actually, um, and just to be open with Principal Matters listeners, had to reschedule a couple of times because I had COVID and then I had to go to a funeral of a friend. And so you were just so flexible. So thank you so much, Jordan, for just being an amazing leader and a great friend of the Principal Matters community and best wishes on your new school year. And Principal Matters listeners, thank you for doing what matters and we'll talk to you again soon. You can find free resources like this one at my website at williamdparker.com.